Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. Hey Matt, do you remember when uh, you and I used to share a flat? I do. And it was just you and me, just a couple of buddies sharing a flat. Yep. And we would just stand in the hallway between your room and my room and we would just chat about nerdy shit. Do you remember that? I do, I do. Well, I'm getting flashbacks of that right now (laughs) because it's just you and me tonight, buddy. Yeah, due to an unfortunate technical mishap. Well, um, it's kind of hilarious. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to rub it in, but Luke doesn't listen to these anyway, so we can talk about why he's not here. Yeah, he um is moving this week, yep. and he uh, he applied to get the internet put on at his new house, mm-hmm. as you do, and um someone there at the internet company, we won't name them. <laughs> I, I don't know which one it is. The um, internet. The internet. Someone at the internet decided, oh well. He doesn't need it where he is now then, and uh, disconnected his service. Yeah. So, he's not able to join us this week. No. And Luke, uh, without saying too much, he has a government job, um, so uh, <laughs> he can't just stay at work and record because, um, as far as I can tell, every single website is banned there. Yes. Yeah. Does and, seem to be the case. Yeah. Well, I've been working uh, for a government uh, agency this week, too. It's not as interesting as it sounds. I work for the SBS occasionally. <laughs> right. Um, and their internet is just the same. You can't fucking do anything. Right. right. So, um, our hearts go out to you, Luke. You're, um, you're here with us in spirit. That's true. That's true. Well, before we, um, before we jump in, mm. uh, I had hoped that he would be here for this, but um, sadly he's not. But he'll hear this, I assume. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he'll hear it at some point. I'll make him listen to it at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll make sure he does. Um, I took the liberty, I hope you guys don't mind, um, of engaging the services of somebody to, uh, to help out with a little ad for the podcast that I'm hoping we can get played um, maybe on some other podcasts and, and some other places, but I wanted to premiere it here first. Okay, we're really selling out now. Laissez-faire capitalism at its absolute best. Yep, and absolutely. And I, I, for one, couldn't be more excited. So, um, I, uh, maybe I should just play it. Um, by all means. This is, uh, this is our new ad. In a world where dragons once soared... I, I don't care what you saw. There weren't any dragons. <laughs> like, that's, that's just a fact. Where dwarf <laughs> and man battle for supremacy. They are kind of... Dangerous? Not dangerous, but they are kind of... Uh, <laughs> ethereal beings, these dwarves usually are. And then they're asexual. Really? Where men worship the moon. Right. Wait, are you inferring that you want to jack off onto the moon? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I would. Absolutely. Of course they did. <laughs> and terrifying creatures stalk the land. You wake up in the middle of the night yep. with a little Sasquatch penis <laughs> inside of you. You need a hero. I think you, you, you have to honestly say there's going to be a line you have to draw somewhere. And for me, that line was when the Batmobile just crashed and pretty much caught on fire and then a motorbike popped up. You need a podcast. Suck a dick and download our podcast. You need multiple nerdgasm. No way. So, yeah. I managed managed to summon Don LaFontaine from the grave. And um Yeah, yeah. Back for one final gig. Mm-hmm. And I must say it's the absolute pinnacle of his career. <laughs> yep, definitely. That was amazing. 
<laughs> I now spent... tell me that wasn't $5 on Fiverr.com. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. Fiverr.com is the best thing to happen now, to the, this the, world. The voice was $5 on Fiverr.com. Yep. The music was half of my Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well course. spent, in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I what got, else would you would have done on Saturday anyway? No, Do you know I, what got, I, mean? I got a bit carried away. You would have gone to the beach or stayed home and masturbated, but you yeah. didn't. You I made that. I made that. So, so yeah, keep an ear out well, for that. Uh, well, actually, don't, because you'd have to listen to other podcasts to hear it, and we don't want you to do that. Yeah. Maybe we'll put up a list of, like, you know, you know how, like, the <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses... Podcasts. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses have, like, approved viewing, and you're only right. allowed to... You can't just watch TV channels. you got to watch <laughs> things that don't really rub the Jehovah's the wrong way. I think we should do the same. It should be like, yeah. look, we're not going to be dicks about this. If you want to listen to a couple of other podcasts, yep. go for it. But just ones that we have pre-approved. Yep, Awesome Addiction, Grab Bag Podcast. Yeah, man, jump into the Awesome Addiction, because, yep. like, we've pilfered listeners from them. Yeah, well, so it's only fair that they pilfer some listeners from us. <laughs> yeah, no, they're good guys. Uh, yeah, grab bag uh, friends of ours as well. So um, check them out um, and keep listening because hopefully um, we'll have some more approved shows. Try to, try to get that onto public radio somehow. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't listen to our podcast after that? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, if you. <laughs> What other, uh, answer me this, Matt. Mm-hmm. What other podcast out there, mm-hmm. right? What even the top-rated podcasts <laughs> yeah. have had Peter Dinklage yeah. admitting that all dwarves are asexual. <laughs> well, I don't know where you got that clip, so I Very can't answer. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed as, him, Matt. I interviewed that's him. That's right. As far as I know, I got the clip. There's one somewhere. It's called recording an interview. All right, <laughs> sound bites. What yep. it's all about. Yep. Absolutely. Oh. Yep. Terry Smallshoe's not on any other podcasts as far as I know. Terry! <laughs> Terry, are you on any other podcasts? What? Are you appearing on any other podcasts? Uh-huh. Well, fuck what I want to go on any other podcast for. You guys are the shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> Actually, I've I've got something to tell Terry. And, um... right. Hang on. He's wandered off. Should I tell him to come back? <laughs> Tell him to come back. All right, I'm going to put him. In, I'm going to give him the headphones for a bit. So um, it's going to sound like I've gone away, but I'm I'm just going to be in the room here. I just want to be talking for a little bit to make it easier for yeah. Terry for Terry to be edited in. I mean, I mean, ooh, for him to be on the show. Yeah, you don't want to talk over Terry. No, it gets very difficult to create. I mean, I mean I've said too much. I've said too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's Terry. How are you going, Dan? I'm good, Terry. How are you doing, mate? Oh, pretty fucking good. I was Mate, just watching you... a bit of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, is that right? Are you yeah. a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, I'm a fan of uh, anything that's got, you know, people tying each other up and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Terry, I'm just Googling here oh, that's real right. quick. Uh-huh. Uh, come on, come on. Yep, that's what Seth's going to say. You, um, you had a run-in with the... Uh, the Sasquatch recently? Oh, um, no, I'm kind of laying low. Um, right. After the, you know, episode 100, um, there was a bit of an investigation because I may have um, accidentally 
you know, like said some stuff that um, sort of kind of implicated myself in um, two murders. So. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But um, it would know. not be the first time that somebody has been indicted for stuff they've said on this podcast, and I dare say it won't be the last. Probably the not. last. Why did I just go American? <laughs> oh man, it's because I'm trying to type and talk to you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, understandable, mate. I can't do a whole lot of stuff and talk at the same time. <sighs> you seen a Sasquatch, Dan? I've seen parts of a Sasquatch. What parts? <laughs> seen the little Sasquatch penis. That's my favourite part. Um, I was listening to a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish. Do you know that one? No, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> Can I talk to Matt again for a minute? Oh, fuck. Yeah, all right, hang on. Matt. Matt. Yeah, he's... I fucking want to talk to you for a minute. Hang on. Yeah, hello? Yeah, yeah Matt. Glad, yeah. To, uh, glad to have you back. Mm. So I've got something that will interest uh, both you boys. Right. And um, it, uh, it's about the kingdom of Bhutan which right. is a, a landlocked country in southern Asia, at the eastern mm-hmm. end of the Himalayas, right. or Himalaya, as we've already discussed it, <laughs> should be pronounced. Right. Um, and uh, it's, a, um, it's a monarchy, a constitutional monarchy. Who's the king? Uh, the king... Is it a Sasquatch? Point. Look, the king is not a Sasquatch, right. right? But the king does have an official Sasquatch hunter. Right. On his staff. I think, I think I'm going to have to put Terry on to discuss this <laughs> with you. Put Terry on, mate. Hang on a sec. Yeah, I'm back. So, Terry, are you familiar with the kingdom of Bhutan? Um, no. Well, it's in the Himalayas, and up there they call the Sasquatch the Yeti. But I'm, oh, I, I, yeah. as far as I understand, it's the same creature. Yeah, 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 he's the same. Yeah, we, we call him the uh, the Yowie down here. Yeah, yeah, that's and what Bongo tells me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How is Bongo, anyway? Oh, he's fucked, mate. Fucked. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> down in the humpy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what I call it. I mean, that's what he calls it. So the king of Bhutan is uh, fairly paranoid that at some stage it's inevitable that his castle will be attacked by a yeti. And so right. he has a full-time Yeti hunter mm. on staff. How long has this guy been in the business? Uh, I, as far as I can tell, it's one of those hereditary positions that is held... Ah, like AIDS. <laughs> Not quite like AIDS. Mm. Um, but... But... Uh, <laughs> um... But they they do have uh, some they do have some really interesting facts about the yeti, right? Uh, to explain why they haven't actually seen one yet. They haven't uh, seen one. They haven't seen one. No, there's been no confirmed sightings of the right. yeti in Bhutan. Right. But that could be for uh, one of two reasons that mm-hmm. I learned today. Number one. Yeah. A yeti can turn itself invisible. Right. So, so right there, you know, you're at a loss when you're trying to track it. That's a great alibi. The second one I think you'll enjoy is m- even more, yeah. uh, because it's even more confusing to those people trying to uh, trying to track a yeti. A yeti 
did you know this, can take off its feet and reattach them wrong way round. That's not the only thing it can take off and reattach. <laughs> so as it's walking forward, it's leaving footprints heading in the wrong direction. <laughs> that's really convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So all these Yeti hunters have yep. they've just constantly followed them the wrong way. They've started where they are and they've followed them to where they were and ipso facto are not. That explains a lot. It does. It does, doesn't it? I mean, they could have come out and said the reason you don't see yetis is because our yeti hunters are the best in the fucking world. Right. Right? But they didn't. They make up all this. But there is a yeti sanctuary, right, in Bhutan, where it is illegal to kill a yeti. Hasn't come up yet, though, eh? (laughs) No, it has not come up. (laughs) Nobody has called that in. Uh, Mm. But... They're protected in this one particular area. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what happens if you um, you know, you're out camping, out mm-hmm. in the in the bush in the you know the Yeti sanctuary? And I'm you not wake sure. Up, there's what happens if you wake up with a little Sasquatch prunus inside you? <laughs> I'm not sure. There's a whole lot of bush up uh, up in not the a... uh, Kingdom of Bhutan. Well, snow's like bush in it. Yeah, I guess in a way. You're in the snush. And, um, <laughs> snush. In and the snush a, is the is the name of this episode. Is it like is self defence? Um, you know, a valid excuse for like. I'll, I'll write in. Yeah, please do. Or listeners, if you live in the kingdom of Bhutan, and you know the <laughs> intricacies of the uh, the laws of uh, yeti hunting, write in and let us know. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're all into it over there. Yeah, they're into it. All right, I gotta go. See you, Terry. See you, mate. See you, Terry. Be quiet <sighs> there, Matt. Do we do we bore you? No, I just I don't like to interrupt him because he gets a bit violent. Does he does he live in your house? He lives next does, door. Does he live in my old room? He lives in apartment thirty two A. Oh, apartment thirty two A. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <sighs> So Terry mentioned one of our favourite hilarious diseases, AIDS. Yeah. Um, I mean there's nothing that's not funny about AIDS, really, isn't there? <laughs> no, not from not when you're someone who's grown up in the 80s and was terrified of it. Yeah, literally terrified. We used to play games of tag in the playground <laughs> at lunchtime. Right. But instead of being it, you had AIDS. Yeah. And then because had to chase the other kids and give someone else AIDS. Because the television told us we're all going to get it eventually, yeah. so be afraid. Like, I thought AIDS was literally coming to get me. It knew my name, <laughs> yeah. and my fucking days were numbered. Yeah, we'll link to that um, that ad with the Grim Reaper oh, in the show notes again, because that thing's terrifying. The Grim Reaper bowling down families and children in the 80s. Can I say, Australian television commercials in the 80s were unrivaled in Absolutely. their inappropriate levels of... Full onness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look. If I'm an iPhone user, Dan, which yeah. I am now, which you got, are, I've got a new iPhone. Yeah, great. I've been I've been looking for apps to to deal with this, and so far I haven't found an app um, just on its own that can tell me if I've got AIDS. Well, it's lucky that you got the iPhone because hmm. um, why is that? Because this particular app doesn't work on the Android. So um, if you oh. want to find out whether or not you've got AIDS. Uh, or syphilis, apparently, which mm. I guess is the same test. Um, if I'm Jack the Ripper, just, I'm going to need to know that. Yeah. And for all we know, you might be. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have masturbated onto filthy yeah, blood-soaked rags that's right. on several some, occasions. Some of that semen probably did belong to you or one of your relatives. I mean, yep. you got family in, in Whitechapel, don't you? Yeah, sure, sure. England, same thing. Mm. You were Whitechapels in England, as far as I know. <laughs> that's true. Um, but that thing got passed around. Yeah. The the shawl, not the not the prostitute. <laughs> not me. Not I mean, my I'm relatives. Sure she, she got passed around too. I'm not saying yeah. that your relatives were prostitutes or that they frequented prostitutes. I'm just saying mm. at some point, yeah. one of them probably jizzed on that rag. Yeah. We can imply that without without worrying. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whichever ones of your grandparents weren't uh, <laughs> grandparents, <laughs> great grandparents, let's say, sure. your uh, ancestors yep. weren't, um, uh, you know, funding the Nazis during the Second <laughs> yeah. World War, um, mm-hmm. were probably over in Whitechapel jerking off onto a shawl. Yeah. yeah um, we, but we I digress. Mm-hmm. What we're here to talk about is the new iPhone accessory um, that can diagnose HIV and syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's not just an app, obviously. That would be uh, that would uh, fall short. Mm. It's uh, basically a little contraption that you plug your iPhone into, and this thing looks like it works just like one of those little meters that uh, diabetics use to test their insulin level. Mm-hmm. Except right. that uh, this gives you a little prick, takes a little blood sample, uh, and then through the uh, the headphone jack of all things. Right. It um, pipes out some data and um, lets you know instantly whether or not you have AIDS. Through the headphone jack? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought... I, I thought this wasn't... AIDS tests weren't a thing you could just kind of go and be told immediately. Isn't that... Well... I mean, it's, I'm, not, I look, I'm no expert, obviously. I, I say immediately. That might have been hyperbole. It doesn't actually say how long it takes, but if it's an iPhone app, and I mean, I can't remember. Well, what would it? It, says, fi- it says fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. There you go. There you go. So this has been developed at Columbia University's School of Engineering and Applied Science, and this is really applied science, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> totally. Uh, it's already been used on a hundred Rwandans, so I guess they thought, where are we going to find the biggest concentration? <laughs> Of people with AIDS. And, and they iPhones. Just, they went straight to Rwanda. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, if you're... So, say, you know, I'm somebody who, for some reason, is constantly in danger of contracting AIDS. Yeah. And I've got an iPhone. What can I pick one of these up? At the, do I have to apply at the university? Uh, at this stage, I think you probably do. I think it's still, uh, I think it's still in prototype. Um, hmm. But just to let you know, uh, AIDS detecting equipment at the moment, uh, which is a a system called ELISA, which I can only imagine is named after one of the scientist's ex-girlfriends, um, <laughs> dirty whore of an ex-girlfriend, um, costs $20,000 for a unit. This right. iPhone accessory costs only $35. Wow. And, uh, That's pretty impressive. Yeah, to use the Alyssa machine, you need years of training, and to use the iPhone app, you need about um, 30 minutes of playing around and figuring it out. Yeah. So, you know. And eventually it'll be a dollar, because that's how much things cost on the <laughs> yeah, iPhone. Yeah, that's be 99 cents, and then <laughs> yeah. eventually they'll have to make it free, because yeah. people won't even pay for it then. Yeah, and you'll have to unlock syphilis. In- <laughs> that's right. Yeah, every time you test for AIDS, it comes <laughs> up. Right. If you want to also test for syphilis, you'll need to download the full app. Yeah. This will be called AIDS to test a light. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I AIDS light. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, just to be clear, this doesn't cure you of AIDS, <laughs> so it doesn't actually help you in any way other than diagnosing you. Yeah. And then you'll probably have to go to a doctor and get a real test. Yeah, probably. But I think going in and going, my iPhone told me I have AIDS, is probably a good start. Yeah. Oh, it's better than, better than just wandering around, <laughs> infecting other people. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me would want to not know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Part of me, even if, if I suspected I might have it, would just go, okay, just quietly and subtly become celibate. <laughs> See, this sh- is great, right? This yeah. is this is great. This is a great technological advance. Except it's kind of weird that until somebody decided to make it an iPhone attachment, they couldn't think of a way yeah. to they, make it cheaper than 20 grand. And then somebody went, oh, what if we hook it up to an iPhone? Genius. Yeah, yeah. they were like, oh, well, look, the... Uh, the work's already done for us. Like, it took took hipsters <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, develop right. a version for the iPhone Yeah, yeah. to get this to be, like, affordable. Yeah, like. there'll be a wooden one soon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sandalwood flavoured. Yeah, for the audio file. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You've got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, and then you can, you can buy a, um, a lossless version... <laughs> That's for, um, right. A couple of hundred but, dollars. No, extra. you raise a valid point, Matt. I mean, other than putting a screen on this and having a processing unit, like, was that really so yeah. much of a stretch? What was holding them back before? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, the iPhones is great, but I mean, surely they could have thrown something together for less than 20 grand without it. You know what I mean? Oh, unless, yeah. unless Apple's literally subsidizing everybody $19,000 for every iPhone. Yeah, maybe. Like, that's how powerful these things are. But, yeah. Anyway, that's that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Say goodbye to AIDS. Well, say hello to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because you've got it. Or you, you have it. Speaking of Africa, um, somebody who's from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awful segue. No, no, no. Um, I'm enjoying it. I still have no idea where you're going with this. Neil Bloomkamp is from Africa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from South Africa. He's from South sure. Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he... Has is a new film coming out called Chappie, which looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Elysium was a bit disappointing for me, and oh, um, God. and don't they're really they're really pushing the die antwoord. How do you pronounce that? Yeah. Um, aspect of Chappie, which concerns me. It means the answer. Yeah, the antwoord or however Deant-word. you pronounce it. Yeah. They're interesting, actually. I I um yeah. I uh, I won't lie. I have three of their albums. Yeah. See, I'd never heard them before, and. Uh, I saw the Chappie trailers and stuff, and and they're quite prominently in it. Like they're yeah. obviously they're yeah. being used as as a means to sell more tickets. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, fine. What are these guys about? Listen to some of the music. Some of the songs I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Some of them I was like, this is this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then That's I be- I got interested in kind of who they are and what they're about. Watched some interviews, and they actually seem they seem pretty intelligent. And I suspect. Um, you know they're kind of a bit. Uh, it's a bit of performance art slash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know slash. You know, creating. Creating this character, these characters, yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, they've made a brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. And they get they get seriously great filmmakers to direct their clips. Yeah. Like they had Harmony Corinne do a clip for them. It goes for twenty minutes, and it's amazing. Yeah. They seem pretty interesting, so I'm, I'm yeah. giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they can act as well. Is, was my point with that? I was well, like, well, they act a lot. A lot of their film clips have 
huge sequences of just performance. Yeah, right. With no song. Because I, one thing that I, that I was worried about is, well, these guys are like rap artists. Like, as yeah. far, all I knew about them was they were rappers from South Africa. What are they doing in a film? And then I yeah. looked it up. I'm like, oh, there's more to them than that. They're a bit more interesting. So yeah, the 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 best fact about them that I know is when Lady Gaga first heard them, she thought they were amazing, and she contacted them and uh, and asked if they would support her on her world tour. This right. is before they were big. This is when they were just an emerging band and known only in South Africa. Yeah. And she offered them the support gig for the world tour. Like, huge, huge exposure. And their answer was, we would never, ever support you in anything. You're <laughs> everything that we hate about music today. Cool. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, their next clip was a parody of Lady Gaga. Just to, <laughs> right. just to twist the knife that was already shoved firmly into the back. Yeah. Right. Well, I, um, like I said, I, I, like I said, not all their music. I'm not that into it. It's not my thing. I'm not, not really into all of it. Some of their songs I thought were pretty cool, but from watching some interviews, they seem pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt as far as being in a film is concerned. I yeah, think. exactly. So beyond Chappie, what mm. do we know about Blomkamp's? Well, he... Some time ago, uh, maybe a month or two ago, he posted on his Instagram uh, some pictures um, out of nowhere, as far as most of the world was concerned, pictures of um, alien-related things, as in the films, alien aliens. And, and basically what he said was he was in his spare time, in his downtime, he had been talking to Sigourney Weaver because she's also in Chappie. And he'd gotten into his head, he'd gotten an idea about an alien film. Uh, and he'd gotten some concept art worked on and he'd started to do some stuff. And he said, look, this is probably never going to happen. So I'm going to put this on the Instagram here and see what people think. And everybody lost their shit. Yeah, because it was a resounding, please do this movie. Yeah, and his, his concept and the artwork was for a film that basically ignored everything after Aliens and was a new sequel to Aliens. So yeah. Hicks was still alive, um, Ripley was still alive, Alien 3 didn't happen. It was basically a new sequel to Aliens. Um, yeah. Now, since that happened, Fox has gone, look at all those people waiting to throw money at him. Let's mm-hmm. let's let him do it. Yeah. And, and we can have that money. And so... It's been confirmed. As far as I'm aware, it's confirmed. Yeah. However, it's not his original mm. story that he, he said that it was on Instagram. It's a sequel to to the existing films, I think. I, As far as I'm aware, it's going to be a sequel to Prometheus 2. Right. So chronologically, it'll go Prometheus, Prometheus 2, Blomkamp's movie, then Alien. Right, so... It's but not going to have Sigourney Weaver in it. We well, can assume, unless, well, they do, unless they pull uh, some other ridiculous shit. Uh, yeah, see, look, here's the thing. I mean, Sigourney was the inspiration for this. And according to the articles that I read, they do plan to put her in it. But because she's they old. Seem, yeah, she hasn't come into the fucking story yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ripley's not, not got nothing to do with it. So, and you watch them look. do something really awful, like yeah. she's already gone on this adventure with them. And then they've wiped her memory. And when she wakes up on the Nostromo, she <laughs> thinks she hasn't done anything with Animorphs yet, but she has. But yeah, and she's, what the and fuck she's, did I just say? Aliens. 
Why did you say animorphs? Can we address that, please? <laughs> I don't know. I'm reading this article. And I'm just looking at different words. And All right. you know when you're looking at words while you're trying to speak? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, she's also 40 years younger. Yeah, correct. Say. She would have had to have aged backwards yeah. in that time as well. So we'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, Blomkamp is... Or Bloomkamp... Um, is very. I think they changed it at some point, didn't they? Yeah, I said that too. Except it... there's a South African guy at work, and he said, "No, Bloomkamp is is a very South African name." So maybe he changed it back. Like he yeah, he, he right. had tried to Americanize it, and then just was like, "Fuck it," and went back. But <laughs> I I swear his name changed a little bit at some point. Yeah, it slightly changed, or yeah. at least we all started saying it differently. Yeah. yeah. Look, here's the thing: District Nine, his kind of breakout film, was one of the best. Alien movies ever, and yeah. I mean alien in the broader sense. I love that movie. Sense. Yeah, the, me it too. was it blew me away. The yep. fact that it, it was a low budget like movie, and mm-hmm. I was I was like, this is amazing, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden at the end, there was a fucking spaceship <laughs> mech suit. and a mech suit, and yeah. it, it honestly, I did not expect it, and it blew me away. It was amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. And it was the first film that I saw in probably a decade where I literally didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah, exactly. Like, I kept waiting for that dickhead to die and the main character to come in. <laughs> 20 Vickers. minutes into the movie, I was still going, where's the main character? I had no idea that Vickers was going to be the hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was great. Absolutely astounding film. So I had, well, I had high expectations for Elysium, based on that. Yeah, and too high probably, I'd say. Yeah. And I was I was a bit disappointed. I was pretty disappointed. It was so paint by numbers. I mean, it looked like a Blomkamp film, but other than that, it yeah. just didn't have the heart of District Nine. And it had so, it had a lot of stuff in it that was that was great, but not. But overall, it was it was kind of I don't know. Yes, yeah. just not very yeah. good. No, absolutely. And absolutely I, I felt the plot didn't really make much sense. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It is it's worth watching because I mean, visually, it's got some fucking amazing stuff. And yeah, I don't regret watching it. No. But just... you're right, there's a lot of plot holes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Neil also attached to a Halo movie? Yeah, apparently, the story of, of how he got to be where he is now, he made, um, on YouTube or, or elsewhere on the internet, he made a short film. Um, he'd been doing TV commercials in South mm. Africa, um, and he'd gotten a reputation for um, working visual effects in with very um very realistic looking um kind of uh handicam kind of footage yeah like where like he 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 got him and his team were very good at making footage that just looks like it someone's filmed it on the street but there's a fucking robot in it yeah so then he made this short film called alive in joburg mm-hmm. um which is available online um and it's kind of um district nine light yeah and <laughs> yep. um having watched and peter jackson i think saw that and said this guy's fucking amazing um got him over to new zealand i assume they had a bunch of meetings um fox uh, and microsoft or however that worked out um had him on as director and he he actually has shot a bunch of stuff and he's got like warthogs and props built and um covenant um props and suits and everything built uh, and then Fox pulled the plug on the whole thing, and it never happened. So he did District Nine instead. Right. 
And I guess there's no going back now. Uh, I hope not, to be sort of, to mm. be honest. Because I, personally, I don't think Halo is that interesting. No, I don't think it's that interesting either. But some of the supplementary material for Halo has been quite interesting. And I'm not talking about the novels. I'm not fucking that level of nerd. All right, people, yeah. calm the fuck down. But I just mean some of the <laughs> live-action trailers and stuff that they've done for their games oh, yeah, have I agree. been pretty astounding. And I think that if you've got a good writer and a good director, you could come up with something pretty cool within that world. Yeah, all right. Sure. But, I mean, we could have had Halo instead of District 9, and I'd rather be in this world where we have District 9. That's fair. So, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he's so he's doing an Alien movie. That is uh, co- confirmed. Um, and, yeah, it seems like it's going to be between Prometheus 2 and Alien, and that really kind of, for me, diminishes a bit of the excitement because... It means a lot of the stuff that he'd done already is irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like the pictures that he put up, like, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think Film School Rejects talked about this a bit too. Mm. Um, it's almost like now it's less exciting because before when it was just this thing that he would love to do but probably won't happen, it w- he was free to imagine so many things and it was kind of like it's easier to, to make up an amazing film based on a film that you already like than it is to actually make that film. Yeah, absolutely. And especially since a studio's not going to just go, great idea, man, run with it. They're going to go, yeah. cool, you're the man for the job, and now you work for us. And this has to fit into the existing franchise, as it remains now. And, you know, these Prometheus films are, you know, a reboot of sorts. And yep. so you'll be continuing on from them, because that's how we do things now. Yeah. See, because now he's got a not his job now is not to just make a bunch of concept art that he can put up on the internet, and then the nerds can fill in the blanks and think, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing." He actually has to make the movie yeah. that goes with that. And that said, um, Prometheus seemed like it was going to be a direct prequel to Alien, and we now know it was originally intended to be that way. Yes. Then it managed to break free. <laughs> yeah, it managed. Well, it managed to exploit enough loopholes to technically not be a prequel, <laughs> right? Um, but probably still should have been. Yeah, uh, it would have made a lot more sense. Uh, so, I think in a perfect world, because I, I do love Prometheus, I do. Yeah, I really, I really, I mean, I we really went to liked see it, it twice at the cinema. So, yeah, you know, and then we bought it on Blu-ray when it came out, but. I think it should have been the prequel and the only prequel to Alien. It's all that we needed. Yeah. Led into Alien, led into Aliens, and then... Done. As you said, <laughs> or Blomkamp's... Yeah. New number three. Aliens's. Aliens's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But, we'll it, see. but it's confirmed that he's he's at least <laughs> like supposed to be doing it. I mean, it can still fall apart. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. You want some sex toy news? <laughs> Always. So, um, I've been holding out on putting this in the spreadsheet because I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> so I'm just that. gonna, I'm just gonna put this here, and you can just have a little look, and then we'll discuss it. Let's have a look. This appears to be a um, a prosthetic device for a, a male to wear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, over his genitals. Mm-hmm. To give him a vagina. Yeah, so this is basically um, the antithesis 
of a strap-on dildo, right. uh, which a woman can wear so that she can penetrate another woman in the manner of which a man would. Yep. Uh, and this is a similar device that, um, as you say, creates a vaginal opening uh, <laughs> in the crotch of a man so that hmm. uh, two men can have sex as God intended. <laughs> uh, I like how it says it can be penetrated with a real cock, a dildo, a vibrator, a finger, or just about anything else you want to insert into a real <laughs> pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I, I mean, well, I mean, I, I'll go one step further. You can put things in this that you can't put into a real vagina. Oh, I think that's a challenge, Matt. <laughs> I think uh, I think it could put a lot into a real vagina. <laughs> that said, though, if you're wearing... Imagine this. Imagine this boring sex act, right? I'm, I'm imagining it. One of you yep. is wearing a fake vagina, right? <laughs> right, yeah. The other one is fucking it with a dildo. <laughs> well, is anyone getting pleasure out of this? <laughs> There's no tactile sensation for anybody. Yeah. But I, I love this because it's like, at what point have two men gone, you know what I'd really like to do? <laughs> yeah. I just wish you had a vagina to fuck, you know? Yeah. Without the other one going, well, I feel a bit insecure now. Yeah, yeah that's right. I thought we figured out a whole bunch of ways that we could still make this work. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. So what you're really saying is you're not happy with me <laughs> as as I am. As, as I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this thing is hideous to behold. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's Not also only a, that, it, it's got a little little. What is that? What are you referring to? There's a, a lot little, of weird things on it. It's got a little, I don't know, a little bit of flare at the bottom. A little, uh, little anus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's necessary. Which would cover your actual anus. Do you know what I mean? It's like really guaranteeing yeah. that this is the only hole you penetrate tonight. Yeah. Got a clitoris? Yeah, it does. Not sure of the point of that. On this, I mean, I'm not talking generally speaking. <laughs> there's a there's a point to the clitoris, ladies. Don't all write me letters. Yeah. How to it's wear your V string? Place the knotted string through the loop behind your back and pull snug. Center the pussy in the front. The excess string is wrapped around the waist, passed between the legs, brought back up and tucked into the waist string. Thankfully, hmm. there's not photos of anybody actually wearing this. No. I'll say this, though. It's $220. Mm-hmm. Has two hairstyles. Oh, goodness, it does, for the, too. For the pubes. And you can choose the hair colour. Golden blonde, red, strawberry blonde, brown, brunette, auburn, and black. So if you want to look, you want it to look like the suburb I... I shouldn't say where I live. I already said that. If you want to look like <laughs> you, this, you live in Strawberry Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Luke's already given out his home address. I know. No one's going to stalk you to your suburb, and if they yeah. do, they'll get stabbed at the station. That's true. If you want a vagina that looks like the suburb I live in, get an Auburn one. And the sizes too. There's four sizes: small, medium, large, and extra large. Ooh. Oh, and there's five hairstyles. But it's only got pictures for two. Oh, is that right? Where can I see the others? Um, it's just got a drop down at the oh, top. Oh, it does. You're quite right. Yep. And you can choose the color of oh, the God. skin. I left out other colors too that are in this drop down menu. Would you like dishwater blonde? What dishwater. the fuck does that even mean? I can't imagine any woman that I've ever met having 
with stand. Oh, I thought this. For- I thought this was skin color because it says black, brown, orphan. And then I was, and then yeah, rightly so. Red skin, so sunburnt. Yeah, no, red Indian. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it only comes in Caucasian. As far as I know, yeah. Hmm. Man, I'm just because I look. I'm on stockroom.com. Yep. for this stuff, right? I mean, and I'm. I don't. Really, so how, I did, really, how did you find this? Uh, don't ask questions you're afraid of the answer to, Matt. That's all I'm going to okay. say. Um, right. But look, quite honestly, I don't really go in for the, the BDSM stuff. Uh, <laughs> just is that really what this it. is? It doesn't really do it for me. Um, I just mean in general, this is a site for uh, BDSM equipment. Right. But I'm just looking here. Uh, oh, it's sex toys in general, but a lot of it seems to be BDSM orientated. You mean like the pony head bridle set? Well, it's funny because I'm actually looking in the side menu, and there's a whole subcategory, pony play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna, if, uh, if I'm you gonna... click through to that, you get, of course, the ponytail butt plug. We've discussed that on the show already. Yeah. The pony head bridle set, which is the most yeah. terrifying thing I've ever seen. I'm going to ask you, Dan, click through to that, please, and then scroll down. Oh, goodness. Okay. So you okay. can see the plume attachment. What is that for? Good God. Right, moving on. Um, Moulded latex pony boots. Right. Which uh, basically give you hooves. Oh, don't (laughs) click through. Do not click through. Repeat. Do not click through. Do not click through? Do not click through. You can if you want. You can if you want. But you... To the hooves. Yeah, to the hooves. Where are the hooves? Where are they? I can't find them. Uh, let me. I'll help you out here. I'll let me just paste your link <laughs> straight in there. Do I have to click on Pony Gear? No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can go to the link, or you can click on Pony Gear. Mhm. And then. Oh yeah, Pony Boots. Yeah, molded latex pony so boots. So pa- Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's it. Okay. Yep. That gentleman is wearing them. Yes. And that other gentleman behind him is not wearing a whole lot else. No. Uh, the gentleman wearing the moulded latex pony boots is also wearing a bridle. Yep. Reins. Yep. And knee pads. Yeah, he's going to need those, I think, for what happens next. Yeah. Jesus. Honestly, I mean, if this is what you're into, that's fine. But if you have to go to this length, <laughs> right, to turn either yourself or somebody else on, I think you, you're just no good at sex. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think you just lack the imagination to make sex interesting. If you're going to this length where you're like, I want to fuck a rubber horse. Yeah. I'm I, literally not going to get turned look, on unless... I would have sex with you, but you don't have hooves. I don't know what to do about weight. What are those? Solved. Problem Solved. Look, let's move on uh, sure. from stockroom.com. Um, we had a competition. Mm. Um, and We sure did. It was, uh, it was the Witcher competition. Uh, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, comes out uh, in May. Uh, as far as I'm aware, unless it's been delayed again. You pre-ordered? Uh, no. Mm. No, I don't pre-order anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I don't have time to play games. So I... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I prefer to um, wait until I actually have time. Now, I probably will buy it the day it comes out anyway, just because it's The Witcher. Of course you will. Because, um, you know, I just really, really like 
You'll put whatever game you're playing on hold to play Witcher. Probably true. Probably yeah. true. So, yeah, big fan of The Witcher. Um, we've had a competition. The jingle goes something like this. It's a Witcher competition. It's the Witcher competition. And, yeah, that is music from the game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sue me. You know, we're fair, you. fair use. Creative Commons. <laughs> fair use, yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, that is my voice on top. Um, so Matt I asked, also is available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> That's true. Um, we asked that you finish my Witcher fan fiction, um, and I guess I, I've got two entries here that I want to I want to read out, mm-hmm. and they're very very good. They're also they're, they're not the shortest of entries, um, which is fine because um, you know my my beginning wasn't particularly short either. Uh, should I read the, the beginning first? Yeah, I think you need to recap. Alright, so... <clears throat> <clears throat> the story begins. Geralt of Rivia, Witcher, strode into town, the head of the Sasquatch hanging from the hook at his belt, dark blood and deer urine still dripping thickly onto the stones of the square. I've killed the beast. He approached the Burgermeister and extended the grim trophy in evidence. I'll take the gold now, thank you. There's another matter that requires your attention, the Burgermeister looks sheepish. We'll double the pay. Geralt shrugged. Fine, what do I kill next? A female voice whispered in the crowd, and a group of local maidens giggled. Geralt smiled. Perhaps when I return I can show you. The girls blushed and Geralt winked to the Burgermeister. My hearing is exceptional, he explained. Some thing has taken some of our people. What manner of thing? We're not sure exactly, but it left tracks. Human-looking, and they lead into the swamp. Well, what's in the swamp? Nothing but muck flies, beasts, and despair. We don't venture in. Better make it triple the fee, then. And so Geralt entered the swamp, his silver sword at the ready. The trail wasn't hard to follow, and it was certainly human, or humanoid at the very least. After a time, the humanoid tracks were joined by two additional, smaller tracks. After an hour of tracking deeper and deeper into the mire, the sound of voices led him quickly forward and into a small clearing on the edge of a bog. What did the Witcher find there, and how did he deal with it? Our first entry is from Carlo, and he begins his story thusly. Geralt stepped into the clearing, skirted by deep brush, his silver sword's hilt at hand. Before him stood a beast the likes of which he thought only lived in songs heard in forgotten villages lost in faraway mountain valleys. A giant midget, robed in black, flanked by two dwarves, their cruel hands clasped in each other's as the giant midget stood over them. Geralt unsheathed his silver sword, as these were truly monsters. Leave this place, screeched the giant midget, its voice so like a normal-sized man, lest you disturb the ceremony. Geralt took another step towards the beasts. The two dwarves let go their hands and began walking towards Geralt, their elegant clothes hiding their immense power and craftiness. The first died quickly, its screech cut short as Geralt's blade shot out and slashed the fiend's throat. The second cried out in pain and tried to staunch the first's bleeding. The pause was all Geralt needed to gut the little shit. (laughs) Geralt now stood alone before the giant midget, its regular-shaped mouth curled into a (laughs) smile. You have no idea what you've done. You, the beast's monologue was cut short as Geralt's blade swung through the air, caught the beast in its side. The wounded beast lurching to the side as if to run. 
Geralt ducked under its flailing, normal-looking arms and drove the blade <laughs> into the beast's average size waist. The beast roared, but this was short-lived, as the point of Geralt's blade pierced through its completely normal eye, ending the beast. Once again, uh. emerging from the woods, the townsfolk crowded Geralt as he, sl- as he threw the beast's body on the town square cobbles. There's your beast, he grunted. That is definitely a man, said the Burgermeister. <laughs> wait, wait, this is our priest. My lord, a frightened townsman ran into the square. My lord, someone has murdered a pair of lovers shunned by society for their short stature who had finally found love in each other's comfort at the secret marriage in the swamp. The crowd turned to look at Geralt, but he was already having sex with a milkmaid. <laughs> love it. Sent in by Carlo. Thank you, Carlo. Well done, Carlo. Well done. <laughs> And our second entry, sent in by Simon. Mm-hmm. Geralt stood at the edge of the clearing and sniffed the air. A putrid aroma of rotting vegetation mixed with blood and semen filled his nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> this was the place. Lowering himself down into a crouching position, he quickly scanned the area. If he was spotted by the beast too early, he could spell his doom. It was quiet. Too quiet. Geralt began to wonder if he had already been seen until his ears were filled by an erection-wilting scream. (laughs) Out of the corner of his eye, he was suddenly aware of movement. Turning to face the advancing unknown, Geralt took hold of his weapon in his strong hands and tightened his grip. He could hear the footsteps becoming louder as whatever it was coming towards him picked up speed. The tall grass fell limply to either side of this advancing presence, but somehow never gave up the creature within. Geralt stood his ground like so many other times before. He stood transfixed on the area before him and braced himself for whatever was about to happen. He didn't have to wait long. From behind its grassy veil came a sight that would haunt Geralt for the rest of his life. Lunch, Lunching? L- launching itself <laughs> directly towards him, the beast attacked. For a moment, Geralt doubted his own sanity, but as the creature came into view, he knew he was looking at the body come slunger. Tales of this vicious beast awoke in his mind as he rolled out of the beast's clutches to gain more ground. As a child, he'd been warned that the potty cum slunger would come for him if he didn't finish his chores, but he'd never expected to see one, especially not face to face. He stood looking at the beast, his sword drawn across his body in a defensive pose. The potty cum slunger equally (laughs) took time to assess its prey. Geralt was surprised at how accurate the tales had been of describing the foul beast and reasoned that whoever had first divulged them must have seen one close up as he had now. Its body was that of a well-built man, but covered in a dense layer of curly pubic hair. Its feet (laughs) was similar to that of a man, but slightly larger, and with an additional toe on the side featuring a sharp talon. Between its legs grew two gangly penises that hung limply, almost touching the ground in front of it. Smooth as silk, and each as thick as an arm. Geralt gulped and retrained his vision on the beast's body. Such detail. I know. From its upper torso grew four thin snake-like necks, and at the end of each was a head. Each had a set of vicious fangs, but almost every other detail was unique. As Geralt pondered why it could have, why it would have four unique faces, one of them lunged itself towards him. <laughs> if it wasn't for his years of training, he would certainly have been bitten in half. As it was, the head barely grazed his face as it shot past with an eerie screech of, Ugh, Star Wars. <laughs> no sooner had Geralt regained his balance than a second head tore past him, striking his sword arm and flinging his weapon into the surrounding bog. He landed roughly on his back, the wind knocked out of his lungs. As he stared slightly dazed into the sky, the four heads hovered above him, staring down into his eyes. He knew what was about to happen. This, out of all the old tales he'd been told as a child, had frightened him the most. It had caused months of bedwetting and ridicule from his elder siblings. He was about to be fucked. 
fucked <laughs> by the potty cum slunger, and there was nothing he could do to stop it. To be continued. Wow. Wow. I mean, they're both so good, but I mean, that one should win for the blood and semen line alone. <laughs> I think so. And the fact that we're, we're apparently in it. The potty, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the potty cum slunger is us. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but it did sound uh, awfully familiar. Yeah. So, uh, how are we going on that, Matt? What side are we coming down on? Because they were both great stories. I think, I think we're going to give the shirt to Simon. Nice. So, Simon, you win uh, Witcher t-shirt? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thank you, everybody, for sending in entries. There were um, there was some on Twitter, and um, not to, you know... Uh, Twitter, I guess, is not the right medium for this. Well, short and, story, perhaps. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, th- these were emailed in, and um, they were obviously longer form than Twitter would have allowed. I, I love it when people take our competition seriously. Yeah, yeah, way more seriously than we do. So, I did notice some themes running through all the stories, and and that that just really makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that said, Matt, I um, I, I really did enjoy reading your Witcher fan fiction. And right. um, I do I do enjoy a bit of fan fiction myself, and I just I couldn't let the fact that I'm on the podcast stop me from submitting an entry myself. And obviously, right. I I didn't want to compete against our listeners because uh, you know we love our listeners, and um, that just wouldn't be fair. But um, if you'll permit me, I, I did write a little something <laughs> Permission that granted. I'd like to read. Please. All right. <clears throat> Geralt kneeled beside the tracks, the telltale footprints of bipeds, one large and one small, their race, their species, their intentions, unknown. The witcher took another sip of the deer urine for courage and strode (laughs) off into the clearing. He froze. He stood staring at the two beings in front of him. He willed his body to be still, not to move a muscle lest he be spotted. From where he now stood, the muffled voices were now completely audible. And what did he do then? The taller one asked. The smaller one answered, Well, the shirt went up. They were stripping him? In flames. Oh, right, in flames. (laughs) Gerald stood staring at the appalling sight before him. The taller man, well, taller by comparison, was holding a tape recorder, and the smaller one, a being Gerald knew as an imp or dwarf, was speaking into a microphone. It was some sort of grotesque interview. Well, thanks for being on Midget Watch, the taller man was heard saying. I certainly hope they catch those football players that so hilariously, I mean, horrifically, set you on fire. We object to the term midgets, said the smaller man. We prefer people of small stature. Yes, but who's really going to do anything about it? You, other tiny people, didn't think so. Geralt crept silently backwards. Clearly these were not the beings he was tracking. A wrong turn had taken him into this appalling distraction. Before long, he had found the tracks again. Big steps beside small steps. He recalibrated his calculations and took off towards another clearing not far from the first. Voices suggested he was on the right track. He stopped to prepare, dipping his magical blade into the deer urine before stepping into the clearing. Again, he froze. Now, how are you doing in school? He heard the voice say. Geralt stared in horror at the sight before him. A blanket had been laid out, and on it were an assortment of breads and cheeses. A tall, handsome man lay on his side, his hand cradling a chalice of wine. Beside him, a small child sat awkwardly, clearly uncomfortable by the intimacy of the situation. Um, good? Good? 
was his reply. And you're only 12 years old? The tall man asks. <laughs> yes, sir. Fancy that. Only 12 years old. Again, Gerald was sure he was in the wrong place. He crept back away from the clearing, tipped out the rest of the deer urine, figuring he'd probably had enough anyway, and turned back towards the village. This forest is full of freaks, he said to himself, as he walked in the direction of home. No job is worth this. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.